Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Do It For Her. I am your host, Brittany Fry, and this week's episode is really building off of last week. So last week's episode was all about honoring your personality type. And if you haven't already, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode and then come back to this one. It'll really just help set the stage for what we're talking about today, which is how to care for yourself during times of burnout or overwhelm. And I had mentioned last week that based off of my personality type, I learned that I self-inflict my own burnout. And so today I want to share with you what I am doing to care for myself when I experience burnout or overwhelm. Um, Now, typically, just to give you some background, my burnout and my overwhelm comes from work, from my nine to five. And then I come home and I'm tired and I'm unmotivated. And it's just kind of been a thing that I've been dealing with for the last couple of months, maybe even years off and on, which I think is really sad to say. But it's something that I, I haven't really learned how to manage yet, but I am working on it. Um, to add to that background, I started a new position in March. And I know I mentioned this last week, but it's been a lot of work. So I um, work for a really great company in Utah and I am, I'm in sales. <laughs> and so I'm what they call a business development manager. And if I'm being honest, I never thought I would end up in sales. It's not a place where I thought I would be, but I'm actually really grateful for what I'm learning and for all of the education and information that I've received so far in this new position. I manage a team and my team has actually grown quite a bit. So I've been given more responsibility, which is exciting. But again, it's also something that I am working on managing. And so in addition to managing a team, I help to plan events And I work with our marketing team and I work really closely with our operations team. And then I also work really closely with um, company distributors. So I wear a lot of hats in my new position. And when I stepped into this position, I was really excited to take it. I knew I wanted the opportunity. I am so grateful for it. I don't want that to go one side. I am really grateful for the work that I am able to do and for the impact that I'm able to have. I know that the work that I'm doing is meaningful and that it's really important, but I also know that it's up to me to help manage my workload and to make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I can continue to be in this position for the foreseeable future um, and then allow that position to help me grow and advance beyond. So I think that part of my current burnout and overwhelm or the, the patches that I've experienced over the last couple of months have really come due to this new position in management. And I haven't had a ton of training, to be honest. This is a brand new position that was created. So it's not one that existed before March when I stepped into it. And so when I came in, I was like, okay, great. This is exciting. I really get to make this position what I want to. But that very quickly became something that I was like, I I don't know how to do. So in my last episode, I talked about how I like having structure and I like knowing where I fit in the hierarchy of things. And I know where I fit, but I don't feel like my responsibilities in this new position were made as clear when I first started. So it's something that I really had to work on and communicate with my supervisor about and also communicate with my team so that they know what I'm there for as well. So it's just been a learning roller coaster. And like I've mentioned before, I'm a recovering perfectionist and I have a really insane work ethic. And sometimes it shows up in a really good way and sometimes 
it shows up where I bring work home or I come home with complaints and it's all work, work, work. And I know that that's not healthy for the other relationships and other aspects in my life. So I, I also think that I might not be alone in, in this boat, that there are others of you who might be saying, oh, Brittany, I feel you. I am in that boat, but maybe we don't necessarily want to be in it together. (laughs) So, um, this episode is to really chat about what I'm doing to help manage my burnout. But I also think that these tips are applicable to anybody who's listening or anybody who might be experiencing a time of burnout or knows that they might be heading into one, which that's great if you can perceive that you're heading into burnout. Obviously, communication is going to be your top key there. But I want to give us some more tangible goals or tips or things to focus on when we feel like we're being led into burnout or when we're currently experiencing overwhelm. So here is the first tip. Um, and I'm still working on all of these. I am not, (laughs) I'm not perfect in any of these areas, but that first tip is to learn to delegate. And this is something that I struggled with from the get-go again, because I said, I'm a perfectionist. I am like, you know what? I'll just take it on. I'll do all the work. You can give me all the tasks. I also thought it would make me look really good to my boss and to his boss and that I would just (laughs) be really well known for all this work that I was doing. But it quickly led to burnout and to overwhelm for me. And I was stressed all the time. And so sometimes I still am. I'm not saying that that's completely done away with, but I am learning to delegate. So if there is something that I can ask my team to do, then I will do that. I need to let go and I need to also trust them to be able to step up and, and take things on. But this also plays in my own personal life. Like if there is something that I can ask my husband to do, then I'm working to be better at saying, hey, I need help with this. Is this something that you can you can help me with? And he's been really great to work with me on that. Um, but for, for others who are maybe like, yeah, I don't really get burnout from my nine to five, but maybe it's learning to delegate things to your roommate, to your boyfriend. Maybe it's to a schoolmate or maybe it is at work. Maybe it's a colleague that you need help um, help working with so that you can help delegate things to them. So there's lots of different aspects where we can, we can learn to, to delegate. So that's the first tip. The second tip is to learn to say no or reorder priorities. And I'm not going to lie. This might be one of my favorite tips that I have started to implement. Um, and so again, because a lot of my burnout and overwhelm comes from my nine to five, I'll be presented with a task, (laughs) something that I'm like, I don't even know how to fit this into my schedule, but I wasn't very good at expressing how much was on my plate with my supervisor or with my team members. And so something would be brought to my attention and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll just do it. But I was like, I don't know how I'm going to fit this in. I don't know where I'm going to make the time to get things done. So what I've currently been doing, if somebody brings a task or something to me that they would like to get done, then I've started to say, great. I understand that that's something that needs to be taken care of. Here's everything that I currently have going on in my schedule for today. And here's what my top priorities are that I've already been assigned. What would you like me to move around so that I can fit this in? And what that does is it allows the person who's asking me to see what's currently on my schedule. And typically they say, oh, wow, I didn't realize that you had all these other things that you were doing. No worries. I'll go ask somebody else. Or my supervisor might say, oh, great. Um, can we go ahead and, you know, bump this one down in priority and add this one in? Perfect. I'm more than happy to do that because now I know where the priorities are. 
it's really easy for me to go in and reorganize that and then say, you know what, this takes precedence over another responsibility that I had. Um, I also tend to do this with chores, believe it or not. So I will say, okay, I really need to do the laundry and I also really need to, you know, clean the kitchen or whatever it is. And then I'll start making a priority list on my phone and I'll say, here's what I'd like to get done first. Or I also really want to wear this cute shirt tomorrow, so I need to make sure that I wash it. <laughs> Cuteness sometimes becomes a bigger priority, but we'll save that for, <laughs> for another time. So learning to say no or reorder priorities. Oh, and that's the other part of that is learning to say no. So if you're like, nope, I can't do that. I don't have time for that. That is absolutely okay. And I think, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm speaking for myself here, but I don't say no enough sometimes. Um whether that's at work, whether that's in my personal life. And maybe you're experiencing that too. Maybe you've got friends that come to you all the time and I'm not saying that you shouldn't help them or that you shouldn't be able to serve them in some way. But if there's something where you're like, I do not know that I want to do this, it is okay to say no. I, um, tangent and slash story time, but I made these really cute flooded icing sugar cookies for my sister-in-law's baby shower or not baby shower. (laughs) Her kid just turned one. So I made them for his first birthday and it was my first time attempting them. I was really excited. I happened to have all this extra time on my hands and I was like, I'm going to make these look so cute. And they were adorable. It was Winnie the Pooh themed. And so there were these little honey pots and these little beehives and these little like honeycomb shapes with bees on them. They were super cute. Um, but I had posted a picture of them and then I was a little bit surprised because I had four different people reach out and they were like, oh, like, do you do these? Like, do you charge? I have a baby shower coming up. Like, would you be willing to make some? (laughs) I was like immediately overwhelmed. And I was like, hey, like I just did this for my sister-in-law. I'm not, you know, (laughs) I'm not really in the business to do it. And it was okay for me to say no. Will I explore that in the future if I have time? Sure. Who knows? Like, we'll see where it goes. But learn to say no or or let them know that you can get to it at another time. I think that's something that we could add in there as well. So that was the second tip. The third tip is to schedule time away from your desk or to spend more time outside. Now, I know this is more typically for, again, like a work environment. Um, I am fortunate enough to work on a really beautiful campus And part of it's on this little swampy marsh area where we wanted to protect that land. So there's this really cute little family of ducks that will hang out next to this reflection pool. And they've got lily pads and all these beautiful flowers. And right now where it's still warm outside, I love to be able to take an hour away to go work outside and to spend some time in nature. And I know that that's not ideal. I know that not everybody can do that, but that's something that's really helpful for me to be able to separate myself from my desk and from my team for a little bit so that I can focus on work that I need to get done without any distractions. Um, If going outside, you know, at work is not an option for you, see if you can find yourself a quiet space in an office or in a conference room or um, someplace that's just a little bit more quiet, a little bit more secluded for an hour or two so that you don't have those distractions. And that's been something that's really helpful. I also think in addition, like outside of work, spending time outside is so incredible. And one of my favorite things to do right now where, I, like I said, it's been really sunny. The weather's starting to cool down just a little bit as we head into fall. But I love having porch time with our cats, with Coco and with Nikki. And they love being outside. Now they are indoor cats, so we don't like to let them wander off too far. But we've 
trained them to stay within the front patches of the grass and the porch in our front yard, which I love. They're so cute. So we'll go and we'll sit out there, whether I'm, you know, watering little patches of the lawn or taking care of, we have an apple tree, whether I'm tending to that, we'll let the girls out or sometimes I'll just go and I'll sit out there and I'll have a cup of tea or I'll read a book and I'll just let them be outside. And that's been something that's been really lovely. It feels really grounding to me and I am not very good at living in the moment, but I'm trying to be better. And I feel like that's one of the things that I can do that I really enjoy. And even if it's for like 10, 15, you know, sometimes it's like 30 or 40 minutes depending on my day and and where we're at. But I love that time. Um, I also think that evening walks, those are something that I want to incorporate. I'm not currently doing But I think that that's something that I would find a lot of joy in, having some movement, but it's slow and it's still out in nature. And Sunday, just this last Sunday, um, my husband and I and then some of his family went up the canyon. So that's what I love about living in Utah is we're so close to the mountains. And we went up to Bridal Veil Falls and it's just this like little waterfall area. Well, not little. It's it's actually really pretty. But we just kind of walked around and we hiked around up there. And that was so lovely to just be in nature, to have the fresh air, to be able to spend some time outdoors for a few hours was really nice. I think the whole point of spending time outside is to have some slow time and some time for mindfulness. Because when you're overwhelmed, your brain really needs a break and it needs a reset. And for whatever reason, I feel like nature is really good at doing that for us. So whether you want to go watch a sunset or a sunrise, depending on if you're a morning or an evening person, or you want to go walk your dog, or you want to go have a chat with your neighbors outside or your girlfriends, take some time to be outdoors. I think that that will really help. Well, I know. I don't think. I know it really helps me when I feel like I need to reset, when I feel like I need to help calm the burnout and the overwhelm that my the rest of my body and my mind is experiencing. So that was like the third tip was spending time outdoors. The fourth tip, this one might be one of my favorites, is naps <laughs> or make sure that you're getting good sleep. So there are some days, I'm not going to lie, where I have a terrible sleep schedule um, and it'll be like I get in bed around 1130 midnight and then really I should be waking up around seven to get ready for work. But there would be some days where I wasn't waking up until nine when I was actually supposed to be at work. Uh, Confession. So sometimes I do not have the best sleep schedule. And I think I've always been a person that needs more sleep. I, it's so funny. Whenever my mom and I talk about me sleeping or taking naps, we always talk about how that's shown up and been part of my life, even since I was a little kid. I love taking naps. I slept through the night right, you know, right from the get-go when I was just a little baby. And then I would come home from kindergarten and like first and second grade and I would always take a nap after school. I think that's like normal, you know, for some kids I would take a nap. But then even as I got into junior high and high school, I would come come home and take a nap. And I even found myself doing that in college. (laughs) And I don't know what it is. I think I might just be a human that needs more sleep. But I would come home and I would still take a nap after <laughs> after I got done with my college classes. And even sometimes now, even though I work a nine to five, there will be days where I still come home and I want a nap at 530. And I have to make sure it's a short nap so that I can still sleep in the 
evening and maybe that's my problem. <laughs> Sometimes that naps more than half an hour. So I'm staying up late and I know there's probably going to be some people listening to this and they're going to be like, girl, you should not be taking a nap when you get home. But sometimes I feel like I need that extra sleep. I need to reset. And so um, make sure that you're getting a good, I'm going to say seven to nine hours because each body is different. Each person knows if they need a little bit more or a little bit less sleep. So really just make sure that you're paying attention to your body. I think something that can go along with that, that I love when I get the chance to do this is to have a slow morning or even like a slow evening where I like the slow morning and I'll talk to that because that's what I've been able to experience, but you don't set an alarm. You just let your body wake up naturally. And then it's best if you don't have to like rush off anywhere or if you don't have anything going on in the morning because you let your body wake up naturally. And then you take a slow morning. You take your time doing things. You're really intentional about brushing your teeth. You're really intentional about doing your makeup, about picking out your outfit, or if you're, you know, going to go for a walk, you're just really intentional the whole time. And that's something that I find can also help clear your mind, but also give you a good sense of control. So that's something that we'll include in tip number four. Tip number five is to limit your social media. And I know people talk about this all the time, but there is so much for your brain to consume and engage with when it comes to social media. And so it can be something that adds to the overwhelm without us realizing it. I know that I personally turn to social media like Instagram or Pinterest or TikTok when I want to escape, when I want to get away. But then there's so much that's happening. There's videos that are playing nonstop and they've got music and they've got, you know, captions and they've got actions that people are doing. And it's, it's a lot. Like there's a lot that can be taken in when it comes to social media. And I won't talk about this one for very long because I think we all understand that. So what I like to try and do instead is to try reading a book. And I actually prefer physical books over like a book on my iPad or like a digital book, you know, things like that. I prefer a physical book that I can try. Or I've also really been getting into trying out new recipes um, it's something that's fun for me. And I also feel like it helps me be in the moment as well. So a couple of weeks ago, I made a really delicious white, um, white chili, white, what do you call it? Like white chicken chili enchilada. I'm probably butchering that, but I think you get the picture and it was so good. And I had it for like lunch and dinner almost every single day last week. And it was one of my favorite things and it didn't take me very long, but it was so nice to just be in the kitchen, chopping up vegetables shredding chicken, like making a meal that I knew I was going to feel good about. And it was just a really nice cozy meal to have throughout the week as well. So I love trying a new recipe, um, whether it's large or small. And sometimes that will include baking. Baking isn't as relaxing for me. I don't really know why, but cooking tends to be something that I feel like really helps me be in the moment. So that's something else that I, I would recommend trying out if you haven't. Step six would be to fuel your body. And obviously, I think this one is kind of a given as well. So that's having leafy greens, good proteins, water, (laughs) lots of water. Um, I feel like when I am overwhelmed, I forget to drink water because I'm constantly like, go, go, go. I'm on the move. I have to get things taken care of. And so I forget to drink water. And I am a Utah girl. I do have my giant Stanley. I absolutely love it. And I take it with me. I take it in the car. I have it at work. Um, I take it when I'm running errands, I have it at home, but (laughs) when I'm overwhelmed, I forget to drink from it. So 
making sure that you're getting your your fluids in, that you're getting water in is something that's super important. And then also like, hey, if brownies or ice cream is your thing, it's okay to have those too. Um, a big thing for me is it's all about balance. It's all about making sure that I'm having the right amounts of food, but that I'm also allowing myself to indulge or to listen to what my body's craving and what it wants. Um, I Another big thing for me too, and I guess this kind of balances or not balances, but builds off of drinking water. Um, and this was, this was my habit is I would gravitate towards diet Coke. And I would tell myself like, I need one of these to get through the day. And I, I have to have one. It'll help me be productive. It'll help me stay on task. Like it'll keep me awake. <laughs> and that was probably one of my biggest downfalls. And it's something that I'm really trying to step away from. Um, because that's not true. I don't need that. It's not helpful for my body. If anything, I know it's more harmful. Um, again, it's all about balance, right? Like I can indulge in that every once in a while, but it shouldn't be something where I'm like, okay, I really need a diet Coke to get through the rest of this day. And I know that sounds like such Utah thing to say, and it might be a little bit cringy, but honestly, like that's, that's how I operated. And I knew that it wasn't healthy for me. So water, water is going to be your best friend. Um, the seventh tip that I have is to make sure that you're making time for meaningful connections. And whether that's with your spouse, which that's typically who it is for me, I need to make sure I'm making time for meaningful connection with my husband. I'm not just coming home and complaining about work or saying, this was really hard and this is really frustrating. No, that's not what this meaningful connection time is about. It's about really spending that quality time with him and making sure that we're working on building our relationship. But if it's not a spouse, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a sister, maybe it's a roomie, like make sure that you can find somebody where you can have good, meaningful time away from technology where it can just be you. And again, like out of nature, that's always going to be an added bonus there. But part of having these meaningful connections is that you have somebody who can also help you. Um, I know that I mentioned this earlier, but my husband is studying business management. And so he finds all these little things that he can share with me when it comes to my, my job as a manager. And it's been so helpful. And if I hadn't created that conversation with him and said, Hey, I'm really stressed out about some of these things, or I feel like I have a lot on my plate right now and I'm just not sure what to do. He probably wouldn't be sending me these articles and these things that have been super helpful when it comes to my management position with my team. So that's something that I'm truly, really grateful for is to have that connection with him and to have that trust. And I mean, he's my husband for a reason. And I I love that he is so intuitive and that he's really seeking to help me find answers to the problems that I'm dealing with. Um, The last tip I have, tip eight, is to make note of how to protect yourself from the next burnout. So when you feel like you're experiencing burnout or you're getting close, really take the time to write things down and that can be a powerful reminder. So if you are seeing trends, right, like maybe you are taking more naps, maybe you're getting more irritable. Those are some signs of of burnout or of overwhelm and these signs show up differently in each person. Like, yes, I tend to get a little bit more easily annoyed (laughs) with things like I'm just, I'm not as playful. Um, I am maybe not as focused on each of my tasks because I feel like I have so much to do that I'm not really spending the proper amount of time on each one. I'm not curating them in the way that they need to be taken care of. And so making some of these notes can be really helpful and it can also help you to understand how burnout might be showing up in your life. 
And again, for some of us, that's going to be really insightful. We're going to learn things about ourselves that maybe we didn't know before. We're going to say, okay, I'm picking up on this pattern here. Um, this is something that's that's going to help me in the future when I get to burnout. So anyways, those are my eight tips. I know some of them are pretty intuitive and self-explanatory, but hopefully some of those were helpful to you if you feel like you're you're going through a period of, of burnout or overwhelm, or if you know somebody who is, make sure to share this episode with them. But I think the more that we can take care of ourselves, again, spend time outdoors, make sure that we're really taking care of ourselves in all these different aspects, whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally, and socially, that we we try and do what we can. And and that's really the biggest takeaway is let's just make sure that we're taking ourselves, taking care of ourselves and that we're looking out for our future self, right? Because that's the whole point of this podcast is to take care of ourselves to be ready for for what's to come. So let's do it for her. <laughs>